Welcome to the Weekend Shenanigans podcast, episode seven. This is Bill. I'm Steven. Hi, I'm Cindy. And today we were going to cover uh, off-season stuff, so obviously not too much football this week, but I uh, have a couple of things going. Obviously, it's the middle of the NCAA tournament. Guys, how are your brackets looking? Terrible. <laughs> yeah, uh, somehow I'm pulling in uh, third place in our, our league challenge right now, which is I think is amazing considering uh, my terrible picks. Do we want to read off the uh, leaders on the WSPTA? <laughs> oh, of course we do, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, Bill is in, number, in the first place right now. With, I'm number one. I'm number one. Total of 670 points currently. And Dana is in second place with 640. And I'm trailing in third place with 630. And then right behind me is... Shane, and then uh, Dustin. And I think if Kansas beats Villanova, I wrap the whole thing up. Mm. But we'll go back to, uh, we'll get to that in a minute. And in in the meantime, talk a little bit about the tournament, what we've enjoyed, what's been uh, surprising to us. Stephen, what's your favorite part of the tournament been so far? The upset. The upset? Yeah. UMBC over Virginia? Yeah. The one that ruined, what, everybody's nine brackets. out of 11 brackets in our <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, everybody's? Yeah, we had a lot of Virginia picks, a lot of ACC homers. That one really murdered me. I I really thought UVA was so strong this year, I didn't think that they would lose to a nobody, for sure. They, uh, they're they not a nobody now. They're on the map. <laughs> but um, it, ESPN came out and said out of their 17 million brackets they had filled out, 98% had... Virginia winning that game. Yeah. So that seems high. Like 2% picking UMBC seems high. It's people right. I went to school there. That's 2% of the population. And, or somebody no. filled out two brackets and they filled out their second bracket for and all then, the upsets. And yeah. Oh, and, and that's say you have, you have, you have people that go in and just put that in there. Pick the upset. So that way they can be the guy who picked the upset. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I guess so. It's called billing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like the idea. Don't get me wrong. Okay. So, obviously, yeah, Virginia out in uh, the first round to University of Maryland, Baltimore County is big. Uh, really nice black eye for the ACC. Yeah. All we have left is Duke right now, right? And- no, Duke's done. <clears throat> Duke's out. Duke's so, yeah, out. we have zero teams in the final four. Although, we did have two in the Elite Eight, FSU and Duke, four in the Sweet 16. So, Clemson and Syracuse on top of that. And... I would say a quarter of the Sweet 16 and a quarter of the Elite Eight is a pretty good showing. What do you think? Is this one of those win it all or it doesn't matter kind of things? Or do you give I don't any- think it's win it all or doesn't matter, but I would like to see at least one ACC team in the Final Four. I think it's kind of ridiculous that we had so many in the beginning and then none in the Final Four. And, and they were ranked so high, too. Yeah. And and that really, I think, we what, we had two of our top three teams get ousted in the first two rounds. So you had mm-hmm. Virginia gone in the first round. You had UNC lose to AM, who actually AM turned out to be pretty decent. Yeah, I didn't see that game, but um, I'm surprised that they they beat up on a we were like we were on the cruise and it was myself, my brother, and his buddy Richard, and we went to the English pub and watched <laughs> UNC fans just like basically throwing shit and like crying and like they they couldn't figure out what they had done wrong in life to be losing in the second round. It just was so novel to them that, wait, 
this isn't a Final Four. How, <laughs> what do you mean we're losing by 20 points to A&M in the second round? No, no. Yeah. So I wasn't feeling too bad for them. They've experienced plenty of good basketball. Yeah, they, they didn't just lose. They got kind of murdered by A&M. <laughs> so, you know, there's nothing pretty about that. Yeah. I guess then the other story about the tournament is University of Loyola Chicago. What yeah. do you guys think about that? <clears throat> I think it's a I think it's crazy that they made the final four. I also think it's kind of crazy Michigan made the final three a final four too. <laughs> so the way they put up points on uh A and M is is crazy too. I mean almost a hundred points. So Yeah, they they've been good. All tournament. Like I, I I'm not sure they're one of the best four teams in the in the conference or in in the country. I'm same with Loyola Chicago. I know they're not one of the best four teams in the country, but that's that's how this is set up is you got to be hot at the right time and you could be Virginia and cruise through the ACC, win the ACC tournament and one dude gets injured and you're one game and done. Would you hate it if we had something like a bracket for football? I think we have playoffs. Yeah, but I think the, the I think the way that football just the game goes it is less erratic. I like, agree. The NFL does a one game style playoff. And I think generally the best teams make it through. The NBA does a playoff where they play multi-game series because basketball is just kind of like that. Right. Same with baseball. Baseball plays multi-game series. The one game uh, play-in kind of wild card game everybody thinks is bullshit because in baseball, there's a reason you play 162 games a year. It's because any team could beat any team any given game. Right. But when you average it out over a five or a seven game series or over 162 games, you're going to figure out who the best team is. So I don't think I'd mind it so much in football. I, I still think, yeah, we probably should have a, a broader football playoff, but that's, that's my opinion. I think they need to add a few more games. Another round. Yeah. I, I think eight teams is certainly warranted, if not 12. Yeah. You know, you do something similar from a seating perspective. You throw every conference champ in, period. Right. That way there's no, oh, we're the Big 12, we're upset we missed out this year. Like, right. you know, again, Loyal Chicago's proving it. Teams that you might not have thought were good, and, and yeah, they, maybe they're lucky right now, but yeah. I, can, I can tell you they're better than a lot of ACC teams. Right. This is Central Florida's ticket in. Yeah. So you put all of the conference champs in, and you throw the top-ranked group of five champ in, so that's six teams, and then you got a couple of... You know, wild card teams for your non-conference champions who, like the Alabama this last time around, like, okay, great. We want to make sure the best teams are in, but give everybody a shot. True, true tournament fashion. Alabama's got to be in. Got it. Every year. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of football, um, let's talk a little bit about spring football. Uh, Obviously, Tech spring football started up this week, so that means... Competition at new positions for a lot of people. Uh, we lost quite a few seniors that I think, you know, maybe not in all the most important positions, but a lot that were fan favorites that it's going to be interesting to see who is stepping up. Who do you think is our biggest loss from last year, Cindy? Um, I'm going to have to say Ricky June. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think that he pulled a lot of a lot of balls down for us, and uh, I think he's going to be missed. But I also think that we're gonna we're gonna come back just like we do every year, and we're gonna have new people, you know, that in these positions that are gonna perform well and do their job. And if they're not gonna be do their job, then they're not gonna be on <laughs> playing that position very long. So that's just how it is. I think it's gonna be the uh, defensive backfield. You know, with the Austin leaving and a couple other guys back there, um, you know, I think that's the, you know, that's going to be the big question mark is who we can get on defense to, um, you know, fill some of those holes and intercept some passes and swat some passes away and, you know, shut it down. But we are, you know, Woody's coming in and we got the new defensive scheme. So that'll be interesting to see how that pans out. I'm excited about Woody. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, I think getting a new, you know, not head coach, but, you know, you know, perhaps a pretty big role. Interested to see what he's going to do. Yeah, I'm interested to see what, what he does from a defensive coordinator perspective. I, I do agree seeing the new scheme is going to be interesting. And I think you're right, Stephen. I think losing, let's see, step term, Corey Griffin, Lance mm-hmm. and Lawrence Austin. That's four DBs that mm-hmm. if they weren't starting every game, they were playing significant minutes. I think they started every game. Yeah, AJ Gray yeah. was starting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, but yeah, you're right. They, they, were, all, they were all yeah. in there, and all I think all of them had um, big plays. Yeah, so I think they're going to be interesting and... In, in, but I think we have a little coverage there. We got a little depth at DB. We've mm-hmm. got, like I said, AJ Gray. Um, it'll be a chance to see what Trey Swilling's got. You yep. as he won't be redshirting this year. Um, and I'm I'm really concerned about the offensive line. So we lost Shamir Devine, which I know his career at Tech was up and down a little bit, but. He was one of those guys that if you needed a yard, you knew where you were running. Just like before him, it was uh, Shaq Mason. You needed a yard, you were going to the guard on the right, run behind him, run that dive, or run the quarterback follow. I'm worried that we might not have that dominant guy on the offensive line where we know we can get that yard. And that'll cause us potentially to have to be better overall and more you know, playing as a unit. And it right. may be better because the defense won't know, hey, we're just going to run it behind, you know, the 400-pound dude. But the offensive line is always what scares me just because it it is key to how our offense goes. You know, we could mm-hmm. have we could have me running the option back there. If the offensive line is good enough, we're going to get three yards. Yes. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. maybe. <laughs> I mean, I think... Two and a half yards. I mean, I think... If, I mean, I think... I think offense and defensive line is the most important thing on any football team. I mean, especially when you add in, you know, the, the option and the run heavy that we do all the time. Um, you know, it's very important. Um, but I thought, I mean, you, you know, I know uh, Shamir Devine is leaving, but I thought everybody else was pretty much returning. I could be wrong, though. Yeah, most everybody else is back, so we should have, uh, you know, Braun's going to be back. Like, it should be a, a unit that knows what the expectations are and kind of where they're going. So I'm not overly concerned about that as much as just do you have one guy that that can get the one yard when you need the one yeah, yard. Yeah, that is going to yeah. consistently win his head-to-head mm-hmm, battle. Mm-hmm. Because that's what it comes down to, whether you're talking receivers versus corners, whether you're talking you know linemen on the offensive or defensive side. Eventually it comes down to 
there's a one-on-one matchup. Do you win your one-on-one matchup? Right. And if you don't, that defensive lineman is going to sack your quarterback or that receiver is going to, you know, burn you on that, you know, mm-hmm. if you're that corner mm-hmm. and you lose your matchup. So I, I'm, that's what I'm worried about is I know physically we're not going to be the strongest offensive line or the quickest offensive line. We're going to have to out technique people and work as a unit. And so if one of those pieces breaks down, it's a big problem. So, are y'all planning on going the spring game? Yeah, Friday night. Yeah, well, not this Friday, but two Fridays from now. The twentieth, right? Is it the twentieth? Yeah, I could have just made that up. Is that a Friday? <laughs> yeah, it's the twentieth. It's the twentieth. All right, that's a Friday. Then yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think uh, my my plan is to go to the game. Do you know who I'm not gonna miss? Who? Russell. <laughs> you got to see him for the spring game, though. I mean, maybe they just won't wear jerseys. I mean, yeah. Shirts. You want their naked? Yeah. <laughs> Shirts and skins. Shirts and skins. Yeah. yeah not going to miss Russell. No. I uh, definitely am not going to miss Russell. Speaking of which, I figured out that I only have, what, five, four or five more baseball games I have to go to till I earn the season ticket voucher for 25 bucks at the at the bookstore. Nice. So, Get those in this weekend. Yep. Going to go to a couple games, so I guess we'll, we'll transition to GT Baseball uh, you know, segue. Um, but yeah, have you, have you guys gotten, did you get the email that said, hey, congratulations, you, you've hit five games, you get the Danny Hall signed baseball? No, I haven't hit five games yet. Come on, Cindy. <laughs> I got, Come I got, on. I got the email saying I had $25 off the thing. So you've been to 10 games already? He's been handing out his tickets. Ah. Uh, no. I haven't. Oh, maybe because you donated the money. Maybe. I don't know. I got an email saying... Have you been to 10 games yet? I don't think so. I think I'm closing in on it. I, I know I've... Five was easy and then... I don't know. I mean, I got... Yeah, I got the 10 game one. Very cool. Your so, brother was on there too. Oh, well, I guess you guys probably have. Maybe I'm closer than oh, I does think. Does the email have everybody's name on it? Yeah. They yeah, don't that, really hide everybody's name. That's you just reply what I thought was so want. weird. Oh, that is... Oh, it's in the two. Not even oh, like... Oh, I did. Yeah, so I did. PCC'd. I did get one saying I got the five... The five game baseball? Mm-hmm. I just saw that. Okay. So that one slipped by you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Speaking of, of baseball, uh, at home, we've been good. Yeah. So we're 11 and five at home. On the road, not so much. Three and six. We were slept, swept by Clemson and dropped two out of three to NC State. But at home, we have beaten number six Auburn. Those Clemson games really hurt. Yeah, they did. We, we took two out of three from Virginia Tech. We beat Georgia Southern this week. And yeah, we get Miami at home this weekend. So Did y'all go to Georgia Southern yesterday? I did not. I was working late. I was at Miguel. Miguel. Riding the wave. Yeah. But... Um, <laughs> Congratulations, Danny Hall. Thousand wins at home with Georgia Tech now. Yeah, thousand wins with Georgia Tech is pretty impressive. I think. Yeah, that is majorly impressive. Obviously, that's a a long time at Tech that he's, you know. Shoot, man. But still, even you think about it, even at 25 years, you're having to win 40 games a year. That's a lot of baseball games. I'm just saying, that's. (laughs) Like forty games, we haven't won forty games in the last handful of years. 
Yeah. So that's not, it's not like it's easy cruise to 40. Like, yeah, 30 wins in baseball is easy. 40 wins is, mm-hmm. you got to be good. Right. So they've been good for basically his whole tenure with just a couple of, of blips. And, and we talked a couple episodes ago about how we think we're in a little bit of a downturn right now. Yeah, I agree. I'm hoping that turns around any day now. Yeah, I've been a little bit happy with how the team's been playing, though. We've been we've been doing things, playing the game the way I like to see it played. So less bunting, less you know sacrifices. Although I still get angry when they do any bunts. Because um, you shouldn't bunt in baseball. Yeah, you shouldn't bunt in baseball. Have it's, you not seen Moneyball? It's statistically <laughs> you're you're basically giving you're giving away outs. So. I do get angry when they sacrifice bunt. Danny, if you're listening, please don't bunt. <laughs> it, it's bad. You know this. Um, but yeah, Xavion Curry is now 5-0 with a 3.09 ERA, 39 strikeouts in 35 innings and only 11 walks. Will Heights made ESPN top 10 twice. You're right. Joey Bart, 344 average, 443 on base. 24 runs in 24 games and eight bombs. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Like, we've got a couple of key pieces there that are like, mm-hmm. okay, if we can get another pitcher or two, and the other guys have been stepping up a little bit. Yeah. Thomas has stepped up. There's, you know, and if we can get a little bit of senior leadership out of like Kel Johnson, Wade Bailey, the team could be competitive for an ACC, maybe not a regular season title. We might not be quite that good. But for a run in the ACC tournament and, again, baseball, you get in a short series and you get hot at the right time. Yeah. A regional is not out of the realm of possibility. Something could happen, right. for sure. And all you got to do is you know, beat one or two teams at the right time and you're you're good to go in a regional and go to the super regional. So I've kind of got it. I don't want to get too optimistic. I'm a little, you know, I don't want to get excited and be disappointed, but I'm kind of excited about this year. Caroline was making a point on our baseball chat the other day that she felt like pitchers were being left in way too long. Yeah, I think there's there's something to be said for that, but it happens at almost every level of baseball. This is one of the biggest criticisms of Bobby Cox, too, mm-hmm. was that you'd leave a pitcher in and you'd know he'd be, you know, he threw six great innings and had 100 pitches and you'd throw him back out there for that seventh inning and he'd get shellacked. Yeah. Now, the problem with that is if a guy threw 100 pitches and had a great six innings and you take him out, and the what next guy say? the next yeah. guy gets shellacked, yeah, does yeah. it say you don't have faith in him to throw 110 pitches right. or 115? The next guy gets shellacked instead, and everybody crucifies you for, why didn't you leave him in? He was having a great game. Right. So uh, that's one of the hardest things in baseball. Like I said, it was my, my great-grandfather's biggest criticism of Bobby Cox. He, he loved the Braves. Hated Bobby Cox because of that. Hmm. So it's really hard to do. And you got to remember that these guys, we have a different kind of pitching staff in the college game than you do in the pros. So like this week when we played, excuse me, two weeks ago, when we played um, two midweek games versus Auburn and Mercer, we did a staff game. Basically, we only have three, maybe four starters. So... You've got your Friday, Saturday, Sunday starter. Tuesday, we said we're going to pitch all relievers. Basically, everybody's going to pitch two innings. Yeah. 
And Wednesday we'll have another starter, you know, maybe a long reliever, go four or five innings and then do more, more relievers. So it's one of those things where you don't have the luxury of playing those guys then on the Saturday game or on the Friday or Saturday games because they might have pitched two innings in a midweek game and that might be all they're good for that week, you know. So it's a little bit different than the pros in that respect when you have to make that decision on how many pitchers do you really have available? Who are you redshirting? Right. And in, in that case, you might only have a seventh, eighth, and ninth inning guy and have to leave that pitcher in for the sixth and say, man, you know what? I need to leave him in the sixth. I need to squeeze one more inning out of him to leave myself the option tomorrow to have a little bit more in the tank, a little bit extra in the reserve. So I give him a little credit on making that decision because, again, it, it's one of the hardest in baseball. So this weekend we're playing Miami. How are they doing this year? Miami's good. They're always good. So I, I think this is going to be one of the challenges. And I'm glad we get them at home this year. But with regard to, you know, the ACC, there's only a, you know, dozen good teams in the ACC in baseball. <laughs> right. Only all of them are good. <laughs> I mean, a couple aren't good. That's yeah. Like, it's one of those. Syracuse. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Like Boston College isn't great. Um, no, it, it's one of those that the ACC baseball is strong, like really strong. So right now Miami's uh, second in the, or tied for first in the coastal in conference at six and three with Duke. We're all the way back at three and six in second to last right ahead of Pittsburgh. So wow. yeah. yeah, I know. Like it, it's one of those things that it's, you get swept by Clemson and granted Clemson is you know, up in the top half of the Atlantic, but you can't give up three game sets like that. Yeah, nope. that's terrible. Like if you're going to get beat in a series, you got to at least take one. And we honestly, we played two of the better uh, teams in the Atlantic. We played NC State, who's leading the Atlantic, and Clemson, who's tied for second. So I'm not particularly worried again about the team. Like when we get to play the Notre Dames and the Boston Colleges, we haven't gotten to play Pittsburgh yet. Like we're going to get some games back on a couple of these teams, but it's just kind of a rough start to the year. I just want to beat Georgia. Yeah, definitely want to beat Georgia. We'll play them next week. <clears throat> yeah, so the, road, be... the road games next week? Yep. Okay. And then we get them at home and then at SunTrust, huh? Yeah. I might actually have to go to SunTrust for that game. You yeah, should. It would pain me. I'm not going for the Braves. I'm in. I'm in total shock right now. Uh, <laughs> I'm not anti SunTrust. I'm anti. I'm anti Braves. Yeah, I can't remember why I didn't go last year. There was. I, uh, I want to say I was. Like, you didn't want to go to SunTrust Park. <laughs> mm, I think I had a, a real reason, not just a made up one. Maybe I had just a made up one. I don't know. Yeah, you didn't want to go to SunTrust Park. You said you refused to support it. That sounds like me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So, yeah, maybe we'll uh, make a trek up for that one this year. Sancho's Park is tight. Yeah, I just can't get there. No Marta. You have a car. You have Uber. Uber you goes have friends. there real easily. Uber you does go there. You, you driving back? Yeah. All right. That's... You heard it here first. <laughs> Steven's going to be our Shotgun. DD. Yeah. <laughs> Those goes. Okay. So other things we wanted to cover this week. Cindy, you want to talk a little bit about uh, a couple of items? 
Yeah, I just, um, I was just trying to think about, um, you know, things we could talk about. And um, this week is spring break for the students at Georgia Tech. Um, last week was spring break. Oh, last week. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Last week. This week is spring break for like all the high school people. Gotcha. So I was just wondering if you guys had a memorable spring break while you were in school. Um, did you take any trips? Did you work? What did you do? Hmm. I spent a couple of spring breaks at the lake. So up at Lake like Hartwell. Like getting the lake ready? No. No, just getting drunk. Like me. It's always a good way to spend a week. Yeah. So I, I remember vividly going up there with Anna um, and one of my fraternity brothers and girl he was dating. And my family was there, including Grandma Buckley. So we just got drunk with Grandma Buckley the whole time, which <laughs> to anybody who knows Grandma Buckley, it's not a surprise. Like she'll drink you under the table, <laughs> roll around with her scotch, <laughs> does not give a damn. Um, but yeah, I, I typically was poor about that time. Like I'd work in the summer and save up money for my whole year. So spring break was always about the time when the funds were depleted. Right. <laughs> and it was like, man, I, you really I, had to plan I need that summer break. job again. Yeah, you really had to plan <laughs> for it. Uh, yeah, I can't really think of any. We always did a, a beach trip in the spring, but that wasn't spring break. That was more of a long weekend with the fraternity. Beach weekend? Yeah, beach weekend. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of times I'd do beach weekend and just kind of lay low for spring break. Than, yeah. Then do two big trips. You didn't have a job during college while you were in school? Typically, no, not while I was I was in school. I did a couple of uh, part time kind of gigs, you know, delivery driving and mm-hmm. and things like that, but nothing that was nothing that was getting me enough money to plan for you know spring break. It was more all right. I got enough money for a case of beer this weekend, kind of kind of gigs. <laughs> what about you, Steven? Are you going to get? I, I can't. I can't think of anything. I'm sitting here racking my brain. Did they have spring break back in those days? <laughs> yeah, some of those newfangled holidays. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm drawing a blank, so I don't know what I did. I don't really know. I, I can't remember. I only vividly remember one spring break where me and like 15 or so sorority sisters went to Fort Lauderdale. That's a hot break. spot. Yeah. And we drove. Oh. Yeah. And I, I had borrowed my mom's Tahoe to drive down there. And I swear it took us like. I don't know, 15 hours or so to drive down there. Sounds about right. Terrible. Like, the more you stop, the longer it takes. Um, Almost ran it over an alligator, like, in the middle of the night. You were driving down at night? Yeah. Well, I mean, we didn't leave at night, but it got dark at some point. You're you're in the car for 15 hours, you're going to see darkness. Well, I was was hoping this was a story. So, one of those beach trips that we went to, uh, this would have been my freshman year, I didn't have a car. And so I was going to bum a ride down to PCB. We were staying at the PCB Days Inn that's right next to the Hooters, right across the street from Taco Bell. So that was the one we always stayed in. It was, they allowed us there. (laughs) They couldn't get your name to not let you back next year. Pretty much. They tried, but we kept coming back. Um, And I was planning on going down on like, you know, Friday afternoon. Like, I don't think I had any Friday classes, but that was when, you know, my pledge brothers, when we could all go down to... Florida. So I was like, yeah, planning on going down Friday afternoon and we're sitting around Thursday night, which obviously everybody knows is college Friday. Mm -hmm. And we're sitting around at like 10 or 11 o'clock 
and we'd been, you know, throwing some back and just kind of somebody had the bright idea of, ah, screw it. We're going now. <laughs> Load and, up. And they were like, Bill, you don't have any classes tomorrow. I was like, nope. And they're like, you want to, you want to come with us right now? It's like, you know what? That sounds like a great idea. <laughs> so this is like 11 o'clock. We're going to PCB, which is a seven, six, 11 PM. Yeah. 11 okay. PM. So it's like a six, seven hour drive, something right. like that. And so the plan is to drive all night long and show up there like at sunrise, do a full day on the beach on Friday. And then everybody else would show up, you know, around dinner time or whenever, like just basically have a full day and then get your hotel room in the afternoon and die, I guess. <laughs> well, come find out I was the pledge. So by, hey, you want to catch a ride meant, hey, do you want to drive? Right. So... <laughs> I drove all night long, and I swear to God, we stopped at every gas station in between here in Panama City <laughs> Beach. Every single time, the guys would jump out of the... We were driving a Toyota Sequoia, big white Toyota Sequoia, jump out of the car, run into the gas station, pee, get a 12-pack of beer. I think it was natural light. Of course it was natural light. And a Red Bull. <laughs> For you. <laughs> and we'd all sit, we'd all stand in the, in the parking lot of the gas station and shotgun our respective drinks, all of them a natural light and me a Red Bull. You shotgun a Red Bull? Yeah. No. Like a dozen times on the way down. Oh my god. Because gosh. we'd only get about 30 minutes before the, because by the 12 pack, they'd all get one to shotgun and one for in the car. Like, cause there were six of them and yeah. I was driving. Yeah. So <laughs> we'd have to stop 30 minutes later to let them all be again. Oh my god. And we'd stop and we'd do it. Was, Literally took us eight or nine hours to get down there. <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> I mean, I got to the beach early. Yeah, yeah. Did you make it? Did they make it the whole next day? Oh, I passed out like from nine until like three o'clock, like face down in the sand. Like oh. got sunburned. Like it was, <laughs> no, I didn't make it the next day. <laughs> I'd literally been up all Thursday and all Thursday night. Of course I needed a big old nap on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> Just you know, cover me in sand. I'll, I'll be here. I was listening to this podcast recently about sleep um, and how important it is for your body. And I was thinking back to college and like um, how I used to stay up for those all-nighters, especially like uh, exam week. And I I think like the longest I stayed up was like close to 60 hours. And I was just thinking there's no way I could do that now. That's a long time. It was a long time. Two two all-nighters back to back. Two all-nighters back-to-back, yeah. And then I think I, I stayed up for a little while to party the next, when I was getting done. Crashed around noon, yeah. <laughs> cool. That's, yeah, yeah, I don't think I could do that. It's not healthy. No. It's not a good thing to do. No. It probably puts on that, like, as if shotgunning Red Bulls <laughs> is a good idea either. But no, that definitely seems like it would put some stress on your body that you don't really need. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, no, spring break was always... Like I said, it was more low-key. I, I would go to the lake, you know, having parents that had a lake house. That was an easy easy way not to burn. You know, you could spend your money on uh, that. I did go hiking on the Appalachian Trail one year. There you go. For spring break. Like camping? Yep. Hike, camp, hike, camp. Hike, camp, hike, camp. Did basically the whole Georgia section. So it wasn't the whole spring break, but it was a... Couple days. Yeah, a good chunk of it. So that was kind of nice. I, I always enjoyed doing stuff like that, getting out. When was the last time you went camping? Ooh. Last time I went camping was probably for my 
Buddy Jimmy's bachelor party? Which would have been... (laughs) For those of you that know Jimmy, we believe that Jimmy is a paid actor to be Bill's... This is a pretty deep backstory (laughs) if Jimmy's a paid actor. (laughs) Just saying, like... Jimmy was the best man at your wedding? Is that right? Yeah, he was my best man. Um, So this would have been, oh, nine, 2010, maybe. So it's been 11 years since you've been camping. No, nine years, eight, nine years. Okay. I have not, yeah, I haven't been camping in a long time. Unless I'm forgetting something, but I don't think so. Did you camp out for the PlayStation 4? No. No. Oh, well. (laughs) Missed opportunities. So, <sighs> what else do we want to cover? Ron Bell got arrested. Yeah? Yeah. For what? Is he still in jail? I uh, haven't seen anything about him getting released, but he was arrested on a fugitive warrant out of Georgia. And that's all they say about it. They that's didn't say they, what the warrant they, they was don't, for? They haven't said the nature of the warrant as as of last I've seen them reporting on it. I that's, was expecting something to come out about... Sounds something like UGA would arrest you for. <laughs> yeah, you know? I was expecting something to come out about Passner now that our season's over for basketball, but... Now, the latest news out of basketball is that Josh Okoge is going to consider the NBA, yeah, but he hasn't that. hired an agent, so basically he gets to see where his draft stock is and then determine if he's going to go pro or not. Please don't go pro, Josh. He won't, because what's going to happen... I don't think he will either. So, so what, what, what's going to happen is... You know, as more teams finish their season, there's only four left now, um, you're going to hear about more and more players declaring and going and stuff. And so, you know, when he was one of the first people out, he might have been projecting in the top 20 or 25 or whatever. But as more players start saying, oh, yeah, we're going pro, we're going pro, we're going pro, his draft stocks, you know, it, it, it's, I mean, he's, he's a good player, but I mean, his dra- there's going to be somebody who's better who's going to declare and they're going to take a spot from him. And mm-hmm. then it becomes a matter of does he want to be a second-round or third-round pick, or does he want to go back to college for another year? Yeah, so my guess is he comes back, but yeah, it's still not great that he's not made that decision quite yet. It makes me nervous. The other basketball news is today, actually, um, Tavares Hardy, the assistant coach at Tech, was announced as the head coach for Loyola, Maryland. Is he the big guy? Not the big, not Ed Reveno. Red Reveno? Is that the, not the big white guy, the, the shorter black guy, younger black guy. Oh, okay. Um, so Tavares, uh, I think everybody seemed to like him. He was one of those kind of coaches that you knew had a future. So, you know, Josh Passner was very complimentary on, um, on social media today and kind of, you know, said, you know, that he'd done a tremendous job, that he'll be an excellent head coach, and that it's good for him and his family. Um, so I, I guess it's kind of, you know, one of those things that you want those kinds of coaches on your staff. Like If you can get a guy who's qualified enough and good enough to be a, a head coach and you can have him on your staff, that's good. So I think it, it says good things about the program, but it's kind of like, oh, man, I wish. Did he come with Josh or did he was he already here? Um, he came with Josh. Okay. I don't know exactly where his background is. But so you I think that Josh out. will get to pick somebody else, basically? Yeah, he'll get to hire somebody else. 
Uh, he was all Big Ten and Northwestern, and then coached under John Thompson III at Georgetown. Um, and then has been at Tech for two years. Okay. So he was the guy who recruited Jose Alvarado and Curtis Haywood, so he's a good recruiter. Yeah. So incoming uh, four-star guard Michael DeVoe was also one of his. So it's going to be a little bit of a blow to the team, but... I'm excited to see what Alvarado does next year. If Okogi comes back. Yeah. That's that's my concern. So Also on, on the basketball front, uh, our, our basketball correspondents, Caroline and Han, gave me a bit of information recently. Take a guess how much courtside, and I'm talking the, the seats on the court, courtside seats are for women's basketball. Oh, I bet they're nothing. For a season. For a season? For a season. I don't know what the normal seats are. Um, Hannah Caroline paid, you know where their seats are? Yeah. They were behind the home bench. Mm -hmm. 10, 15 rows up. They paid 60 a year. 60 per seat? Yeah. They might have gotten a little discount because of being men's basketball season ticket holders. So courtside is what, 200? Buck 55. Wow. I kind of think we need to get get a pair of WSPTA courtside seats. And just send two delegates every time. Well, I, I think I think Han and Caroline are going to do it. Yeah. So I think we if we get another pair. I mean, they pay more than that for baseball seats. Right. Like we pay buck twenty five for baseball seats. Yeah. So if we get a, another pair, then we can rotate who's going. I'm sure. Is it per season or per game? For, for season. season. For a season. For the one hundred and fifty five dollars. Oh, I thought you were talking about seat per game. No. Hmm. So that's. I didn't know they got sixty dollars. Like there's only sixty bucks for. Yeah, women's basketball. Women's basketball. And honestly, I had fun at the the couple of games we went to this year. It was one of the better teams. They made it to the. Yeah, they did really well this year. Know, women's NIT like made postseason. Yeah. So, I think that's something that certainly needs to be considered. Is do we get a couple, you know couple season tickets to women's basketball. I think it's also... I think a, some of us have to go to, like, regular basketball first. Like, well, but it's, I haven't done any of the package packages or anything like that, and I think next year I want to try to do that. All right. Well, thanks, Stephen. Thanks, Cindy, for coming on again. This is uh, Episode 7 of the WSPTA. Where can people find you on social media? Subscribe and listen. Yeah. Yeah. Subscribe WSPTA pod. WSPTA pod on Twitter. Uh... You can email iTunes. Us. Yeah, iTunes. App Store. Instagram. We can oh, shenanigans. shoot. Yeah, Instagram. We can shenanigans on Instagram. So just make sure. Uh, if, I, I'm going to steal this from the Home Before Dark podcast that I love. It's an Atlanta United podcast. If you leave us a rating and a review on iTunes, I will read it out loud on the next episode of the podcast. No matter what it is. Yeah. Minor editing, maybe, but yeah, generally, no matter what it is. Like, as long as it is like PG, yes, I'll read it word for word. All right. There, you heard it here first, folks. (laughs) All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks. See ya.